Amen. Glad to be in church this evening. Are you sure? All right, well, somebody says, let's say this together, our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation. We receive guidance. We receive precision and accuracy tonight. We say all that needs to be done is done. All that needs to be said is said. We say there is no confusion. There is no contradictions in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves in him. Your name alone is glorified and we are edified. Amen. Amen. Alright. When we come together. Hallelujah. Let's continue our series. When we come together. The gifts of the Spirit in our gatherings. Amen. When we come together. Hebrews 10 verse 24. Hebrews 10 verse 24. We said meetings play a very important role <clears throat> to the believer. And that as a believer, you must learn to prioritize meetings. You must learn to put meetings topmost priority in your mind. And we said um, it's so vital that when we come together, we understand what is in our midst. Sundays we've been doing flowing with the local church or flowing with the Spirit in the local church, looking at what the Spirit of God does in our midst and how we can cause division and how we can be united in the church. Now we're looking at when we come together. Uh, Hebrews 10 verse 24, it says, Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. In verse 25, it says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together has the manner of some is but exalting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching he says not forsaking the guardian of believers but provoking one another we said that week we said that what provoke implies to stimulate to stir up so that is uh, it's the essence of a Christian gathering is to stir us up, is to stimulate us for good works, to stir us up, and that we must receive edification. <clears throat> it says not forsaking there. That word forsaking is from the Greek word, forget the Greek word because that's too, <laughs> it's from the Greek word and it means to leave behind, to abandon, to the sats. So that is when we come together, our major purpose of coming together is to be in fellowship with one another, to be in constant, um, to be a blessing to one another. And we must understand why we come together. The first thing we need to understand is what actually happens in the house. Look at in John 2. John 2. We're having a great time this evening, amen. You're going to have a great time. If you're ready for that, that sounds like you mean it. John 2. <clears throat> Look at John 2, verse 13. It says, And when the Jewish Passover was at hand, Jesus went up to Jerusalem and found in the temple those that sold oxen, sheep, and doves, and the strangers. 
of money sitting, and when he has made a scourge of the small cord, he drove them all. He drove them all out of the temple and the sheep, and the oxen, and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the table. And he said unto them that so do those these things hence make not my father's house and a house of merchandise. Now this was Jesus saying that we shouldn't make his father's house the house of merchandise. So that means there's a way we can come together and merchandise the house of God. A lot of people don't know what the church is for. A lot of people think church is another business center. A lot of people think church is another uh, um, entertainment center. A lot of people think church is another fun center. I, I remember I was <laughs> I remember I, I was in a conversation with someone some years ago. I interestingly we met a guy, so I'll tell you the story. We met a guy <clears throat> and the guy was really good, sound. He seemed to be saying things in the scriptures properly. And we, I really like what he was saying. I mean, he, he seemed to understand the word of God properly. So I was interested. Then he invited me to church. And I took somebody I was trying to train or somebody I was teaching along. And as we got to the church, the service was like vapor. You know when they say something? <laughs> the service was like vapor, like very short like the teaching service was like they were rushing to somewhere and i was wondering okay so so where are we going to next what's the next thing with all this rush because the service started like 7 p.m like this and they didn't even pray they just said in jesus name this and that, that, that and they studied the word for 15 minutes i'm not going to exaggerate if because i'm even trying to give that 15 minutes a benefit of doubt uh, and that's just me being lenient, and I'm not kidding at all. And uh, and that was in Indianapolis. I will never forget that night. And 15 minutes, the service was over. And the next thing they said, and the way they were rushing the service, like they were going somewhere, like maybe they are about to close the door of the church, or somebody is about to come and drive them out and say, guys, leave the church service. Uh, we have to close, we have to collect the key. You know, I was... I was just sitting there opening my Bible and the next thing we know, I was still even enjoying the word. The next thing I know is, hallelujah, praise God. Any question? No question, right? All right, brethren, let's close. Guess what happened after service? We went to play game. Ah. <laughs> my friend has said, the friend I took, who I'm still trying to teach, I said, I like this church. I said, eh? You like what? <laughs> and that's what... And that's what a lot of people think church is for. A lot of people think church is for um, coming to. So that day, we played, and, and I intentionally waited behind. On the norm, I would have just taken my Bible and go. But that day, I intentionally waited behind to see how long we are going to stay in the game that we couldn't stay in God's word. Do you believe, brethren, we spent more than two hours playing games, eating, nothing spiritual, and they called it a Bible study. Then you wonder, why are believers not growing? Then you wonder, what's happening in the United States of America? Believers can't explain their faith. 
You'll be on TikTok or Instagram. They will ask a Christian in Walmart or the social experiment. Hey, do you know um, do you know the book of John? They'll say, what does that mean? Um, you say, book of John? What does the book of John mean? They don't, because they don't open Bible. They don't even open their Bible. So you can't blame them. Hallelujah. I won't forget that day. Then you'll be wondering, why are believers not growing spiritually? Because they are not well fed the word and they don't understand what the gathering of the believer is all about. Some people don't know why we gather. If somebody asks you, why did you come to service this evening? Can you give a proper explanation? Why are you going to church? Some people don't know. Some people don't know. Some people think it's just a ritual. Let's just go to church. Let's have a good time. Let's, you know, spend the, let's just waste our time. <laughs> let's just, just hear the pastor teach and waste our time. Let's just say the pastor is, the pastor is not even making sense at all. He didn't minister to me. You know, so many things like that. Then you wonder, what happens when we gather? Jesus said that his house should not be a house of merchandise. That means his house must be strictly for what he has called it to be. The house of God must be for what he has called it to be. So when we come together, our coming together cannot be for entertainment. I said something last week. I said, you can't beat the world. The church cannot beat the world in entertainment. It's not possible. You can't, you can't beat Beyonce's concert. No matter how you want to rev up your music, do, put the stage lights, put, let the topmost band, you can't beat that ambience. You can't beat that 100% detailing that they put to it, and that's without the Spirit of God. You can't beat it. So we can't even try. And some people, that is the model and the pattern of which they are trying to pattern church after. They'll say, look at how Beyonce did it in that concert. Let's do it that way. What are we turning the church into? What are we turning the church into? So you will see people who don't pray, who don't study the word, coming to the church to, you know, entertain believers with songs. And you wonder, why? So you wonder, what? They can't, no, no sick being healed? Nothing? Sick, no sick can be healed in that kind of meeting now. I mean, it's not, you, because they didn't prepare for it. It's not a spiritual preparation. So he says, my house shall not be a house of merchandise. It drove them away. A lot of people don't know. And I say, I say something. It's just like we come together. We can turn church now to a movie night. I don't know if you know. We have a projector. I'll just take the pulpit, shift it away. I'll just say, guys, let's watch a movie. Right? It becomes a movie night. Right, guys? Yeah, it turns to a movie night. And we'll have a good time. We'll laugh because there will be comedy inside. That will make us laugh or whatever. We say, wow, I enjoy church. That's not church. The very, see, I, I, I've been saying this. And I've been saying it for a while. The very minute you see us do that type of thing. Carry, and you see, first week you came, we'll do movie night. What well, we did, party. Second week, 
we did it. Just give us three weeks' benefit if to repent. Once you see that we do not repent in three weeks, carry your bag and go. <laughs> Don't come again. <laughs> I'm saying it because so that me too I can be so I will not backslide. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because we live in a world where you see different things on social media today and you are like, ah, can't I just do this? As, you know, there's some things I see in social media. I'm like, I wish I can just try this in the church. I should just try it. You know? And nothing will happen. No. I'm the pastor now. Everybody just say, Pastor is nice. What would, what would you have said before? Say, thank you, sir. Instruction taking. <laughs> right? What would you say? That, that's what you will say now. Ah. If I told, if I say, guys, um, instead of teaching tonight, I just want us to watch a video and it's just going to bless us and minister to us. What, what would you have said? Thank you, Pastor. And I will even tell you, take notes. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I will have a good time. But is that what God says we should do when we gather? No. Our gathering must be to provoke one another, stimulate, stir up one another. He says that his house shall not be a house of merchandise. Some people have thrown churches to business meetings, how to rise to the top. And those pastors are not on four list. That's the painful thing about those things. They teach you how to rise on the top, but they are not on the top. Then you come to church, you learn business. I mean, why did you not, why is there business school? Why is there classes, online webinars to learn things like that? That can't be in the church. There are so many things I know um, as an expert in certain things, but that's not my, that's, that's not what I would do with God's pulpit. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the church must have a specific purpose. And then we keep saying these things, but some people think, oh, why are you saying it? Because you have to know, especially now that there's not AI pastors. I wonder how an AI pastor will bless the believer. <laughs> we, are, see, we, are entering, we are entering end times. AI pastor, you just project your sermon. Inside the machine, and imagine say, Hallelujah. Oh, somebody says, Let's say this together. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Times of the ends are here. <laughs> so, you've been wondering, what is the church about? And that's why I said it on Sunday, and I've been saying, There is nothing called online service. And I'll keep saying it. You can't get blessed via online service. It's not possible. As much as you don't like the truth of what I'm saying, it's the truth. Because the instruction in scripture is that we must physically gather. You can't change it because of technology. No. Can the online service bless us? Yes. We are online. We are on SoundCloud, we are on Spotify, we are on Apple Podcasts, we are everywhere online. But that is not, that's just an avenue to reach the world. Are you getting what I'm saying? The real way you are going to be blessed is that you physically gather with believers. 
So when you are coming to church, that fact that you dressed up, that fact that you prepared mentally, you left your house, you drove your car, you came to church, that is actually church. That in itself is church. The fact that you have to relate with other believers. God never created the believer to be isolated. Never. Oh, I don't like people. I don't want to be in church. I don't like to mingle with people. And some people are experiencing church art. I mean, this is America. Some people, the reason why they left church is because some people, uh, some churches offended them. Fine. That's okay. People are going to step on your toes. You've got to walk in love. There is no human being who walks together so much that there will be no troubles. That's the truth. And that's why a lot of churches have to teach walking in love such that the believer knows how to forgive. How to walk in love. How to kill offenses. So that you don't stifle what God is doing in our midst. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the believer has to understand why the church is the church. The fact that you are seated like this, listening, taking note, fellowshipping with believers, singing. That is how you are being blessed. Hallelujah. That's why you are being blessed. But when you are at home, saying, watching online, you cover your blanket, you switch the channel. In fact, some people, they will go to the toilet, sit down with the phone, and you expect that you are blessed. <laughs> you see that you take your phone, go to the toilet, you fry, you are frying plantain, and you are... D- 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, and the service is playing, you are frying planting, you are eating, and say, Hallelujah. The person says, Hallelujah. You say, oh, Wow, you are eating. And you are expecting to be blessed. Sunday morning, you cover the blanket, you move to the chair, you just press your phone, okay, service is going. You sleep, wake up in the middle of the service, oh, they finish praying. And you are expecting to be blessed. That's not a service. Hallelujah. That's not service. That is not why we come together. God wants us to come together for our benefit. Look at in 1 Corinthians 11. Look at in 1 Corinthians 11. So we say when we gather, when we come together, when we gather, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 17. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 17. Are you understanding me tonight? Amen. First Corinthians eleven seventeen. It says, Now in this I declare unto you, I praise you not, that ye come together, not for the better, but what? For the worse. So some people come together. Paul was teaching that says, some people are coming together for the worse because they don't know how to come together. Some people come to service this evening to observe. Hmm, look at the pastor, his ear is too bushy. Look at look what the church looks. Um, why they cover? Why they cover things with black cotton? Are they are they trying to sell my soul? (laughs) Some people say. I've heard some people say the name of the church is supernatural. It sounds like an occultic. (laughs) He says it sounds like an occultic, an occultic name. That must be the height of occultism. <laughs> you know, some people come for different reasons. But our reason for coming together must be in one accord. That means when we come together, what is the purpose? What should be on our mind? I'm actually going somewhere. I want to first correct your mind 
to get somewhere this evening. Hallelujah. So that we can all be in unity. Hallelujah. So we will now flow with the Spirit of God. Amen. Ready for this evening? Ah, okay. So I'm trying to switch our mindset so that we, you can know why you are seated here. Then we will now flow in unity. So when we come together, our coming together must not be in division. That means why I came this evening should not be because I want to come and check the clothes of somebody. Should not be because I want to come and display my clothes. Don't you know that there are churches that they come and people come because they want to display their clothes? They want to display their phones? They want to display the kind of cars they drive? They want to display the fact that they are rich? Don't you know what I'm talking about? They want to display... Um, they want to be seen and noticed. They want to be... What other thing again? Help me out. Um, it's been a while I was a church member. That's why I can't remember how to be in your shoe. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> eh? Some people come to find partner. Oh! You're in the spirit. <laughs> You're in the spirit. I, in fact, let me tell you a story. <laughs> I remember some years ago, a brother came to church. Not supernatural condition has not started there. Then I was still serving as an assistant pastor in the church. And the brother came. I said, so he came to see me after service. Interestingly, the pastor wasn't around, so I had to take the service for like three weeks. So he just came to see me after service. He said, I don't think I can stay here. I said, why? He said, everybody looks married. Ah. I said, <laughs> <laughs> he came for two reasons. He said, Pastor, you need to help me to sign. He said, Pastor, you need to help me to sign a document. And just because, you know, as a pastor, you have no tree, all of those things. He always said, I said, but you just came today. I said, ah, that's too early. At least let's first have a relationship first as church members to pastor. Then we can walk through certain things. And please, and let me see your commitment. If I just stop myself, so you're not going to carry my designation of the church, they will not say, oh, you not come next Sunday again. Ah, so at least I can vouch for whoever I'm signing anything for. Do you get me? Then I say, okay, number two problem. I was sitting in the office. He just I was sitting on the pastor's seat. Ah, he just said, I don't think I can come again. I said, why? He said, everybody looks married. I said, I don't, I said, explain. He said, I'm single. I said, is that why you came? He said, yes. <laughs> That's another way to come to church. That's another way. Some people say, I'm going to try different churches this Sunday because I need to meet my boss. I have to meet my boy. This one, this church does not have my boss. This church does not have my boss. I'm going to another church till I find my boss. <laughs> oh boy. Why do other people come to church? Uh, different reasons, right? And that can be a form of division. If all of you are seated here this evening for different purposes, Rather than the purpose of edification, we cannot receive the benefits of the meeting. That means when I was coming this evening, I should have a mindset and say, Oh, I'm coming to be blessed. I'm coming to be edified. I'm coming to be stirred up, right? Since when we come together, we provoke one another, right? I'm coming to be stirred up. I'm coming to receive something. I'm coming to also be a blessing to others, right? That would mean that, okay, maybe if I'm probably... In the sanitation department, working, 
cleaning the shares, arranging the technical, right? Putting things together so that I can be, be a blessing to others, right? Just not also that. Also, if it is a time where we have to flow with the gifts of the Spirit, okay, I might have something for somebody, right? So just to be a blessing to others. And also, I'm blessed also. You know, that's how to come to church. So your cars is not going to matter at that point. Your dressing is not going to matter. You are not coming to church to receive money, which you can. You're not coming to church to, you know, to fight somebody. I mean, if what is all on our minds is edification or to be blessed, you know, even if somebody tried to offend you, you're not going to pay attention because something else has overwhelmed your mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, so why, we, why do we come together? When we come together, the purpose of our gathering should be for edification. It should be that all of us must be blessed. It should be. Look at it in 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26. I'll wait for us so that all of us will read it together. Let's get there. 1 Corinthians 14, 26. Are we there? It says, How is it then, brethren, when ye come together? Let's read together. No, 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 no. I'll wait for you. Everybody, let's go. Once you ready, go. Brethren, when ye come together, every one of you had a what? A psalm. Had a what? A doctrine. Had a what? Had a what? Had a what? Let all things be done what? Unto edifying. That word edifying is the Greek word oikodomio. It means building, promoting the growth of one another. Building. That is, I'm built up. I'm promoting growth. I'm steered up. Hallelujah. So that is, I am coming to church for edification, to be blessed, to be built. You know, I can come to church to receive a word. Right? That can bless me. That can change my life. No, that's coming to church to also be edified. That's coming to church to be built. I can come to church to receive God's word, to learn the word, right? To, to be built up. So that's why our coming together must be in one accord. That is why, look at what happened in Acts 2. There's just some basic things we have to pay attention to as Christians. Because I, I'm, I'm somebody that I pay attention to details a lot. Especially in scriptures, a, a believer must learn to pay attention to salient details so that we can maximize and have a good time. Personally, let me tell you something. I wouldn't want you to come to church to waste your time. Right? I wouldn't come to church, want you to come to church for 7 to maybe 9, 30 or 9 and waste your time. That's not going to be fair. But imagine... Every one of us have the same mind. Every one of us understand why we are coming. We will know that that two hours that we are spending in church, we are maximizing the benefit of it. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I don't know if you want to go somewhere and waste your time. Uh, so that's why I'm trying to correct your mindset first on how to come to church. Probably we're going to write, do a material very soon. Book people, you should get ready. Because we're going to probably do a material on how to come to church. We already have one we are going to release in camp meeting. Letter to the Churchless Christian. You need to read that. <laughs> so tell the online, online believers. 
take, you will take, <laughs> when that material is out in camp meeting, you take it to the online believer and tell them, take this. <laughs> By the time you are done with this, you will not be ready to sit online. By the time you read that material, you will not be able to sit online again. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at in Acts 2 verse 1. It says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, what happened? Let's read the next, let's read the next phrase together. What happened? They were what? In all accord what? In one place. So can, this, can we say they were in one mind? Can we say they were in one mind? One purpose? Right, guys? One mindset. Okay, let me give you a, let me refresh your brain on what was happening. What is the day of Pentecost? The day of Pentecost is 50 days after the unliving bread. That is 49 days after the unliving bread. That's Pentecost. Now, don't forget, Jesus already spent 40 days after the resurrection with them. Right? After the resurrection, Jesus spent 40 days. So that means upon the ascension on the 40th day, he was, uh, he ascended. So nine days after that ascension is that Pentecost. Are you following me? How many days did Jesus spend with them on, on earth after he resurrected? 40 days. Now, that it's no, he left on the 40th day. Then he now told them on the 49th day, they should gather. They should tarry in Jerusalem until they be endued with power. He now says, and the Holy Ghost will come upon you, right? And you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth, right? So that means they already knew what they were expecting, right? Because he already told them to gather in a place. So that means they were already in one mindset that God already told us, Jesus already told us to gather, to be in one place. So they were expectant of something. So that was why the 120 people, hope you know, it's not easy to gather 120 people to be in one accord. I don't even know. They will have been, that means they would have dealt with issue of late coming. They will have dealt with issue of somebody hungry. You, you said what? They will have dealt with what? Offenses. They will have dealt with uh, excuses. I'm not ready to make it today. <laughs> they will have dealt with that between that nine days. Hope you know. Because they, they already had them. Jesus already told them in Acts 1. Gather together until you be endued with power and you shall receive the Holy Ghost. Right? They already have that mindset. So, they will have dealt with somebody feeling sad. Why did you come to Salsa? Uh, I just don't want to relate. I'm just not in the mood. <laughs> just, I'm just not in the mood. Then you'll be wondering, what's the mood? Nothing. I'm just not in the mood. I just, I just don't like certain things. You don't know that it's the devil that is blowing whisper on your ears. You're in church. You're saying you're not in the mood. The devil is, don't receive today. Don't receive. Don't receive. You know, those movies we used to watch when we were younger, and this devil will be standing like this. AJ is standing like this. Some people don't know that those things are true. <laughs> You'll be in service like this. Just sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. A word that they are about to give you. The person is about to talk about your word. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Sleep, sleep. Ah, you just doze a bit. And you just go. They talked about your case. You have gone. And the Spirit of God is telling you, don't sleep, just stand up, go to the back. Say, no, I don't want to be embarrassed. You're arguing with the angel. Say, I don't want to be embarrassed. You know you're fighting those demons. 
demons within you. And another one is talking to you in service. You know, you know that thing that you are bring, do you know that thing that is bothering you yesterday? Is bringing it back to your memory. <sighs> Remember it. You see, you are not in a good mood. Just don't relate to that. Well, just be quiet. So everybody will not be asking you, sister, what's wrong with you? I just don't want to talk about it. I just, I just don't want to talk about it. Ah. You, that means you are not in one accord. Every one of us, as we are seated here, we all have issues. Abi, <laughs> me, I have my own. <laughs> I do have my own. By the time I come back, finish service, I'll go and pick it up. <laughs> I have my own. A thousand and one issues bothering me. But the fact that I'm within the believer, I have to set it aside. It has been my custom for years. No matter the issues bothering me, it must not reflect on the pulpit. Never. Sometimes I'm having trouble. I, I've been sick myself. I, I told you recently when I was teaching you how to minister and receive healing, how I was so sick and I was here just telling you, the power of God is what you don't know I was talking to myself. <laughs> I was preaching to myself. You were just saying, the power of God. You know I, mean? I was just saying, the power of God is working in my body. He affected the healing and the cure. Oh, I'm healed. You people thought I was ministering to you. You don't know I was ministering to myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Everybody goes through issues. You want to tell me that Peter, James, John, all the disciples did not have issues bothering them? They did. They just did not record it. Peter was married, so you don't want, he's going to have marital issues. For somebody, for Jesus, for Jesus to raise his mother-in-law, you should know that issues have been happening. For Jesus, for him to go and tell his father, um, Jesus, please, my mother-in-law. <laughs> you know, Jesus healed his mother-in-law. You know, yeah, please, just follow me, please. Follow me. So imagine the kind of wife, the kind of, but they did not talk about it because it's not our business. So everybody had issues. But when we come together, we drop it at the door. We come to fellowship with believers. And interestingly, let me tell you, in that kind of meeting, especially like the kind of meeting we want to have this evening, those kind of issues can now be addressed by the power of God. Those kind of issues can be dealt with. Those kind of issues you can receive wisdom. You can receive directions. You, those issues can now be mentioned. That is why you must be in a, in a church where the pastor flows with the Holy Ghost. Don't just, see, I prefer white fire than no fire at all. I'll tell you the truth. I'd rather go for a place where they are just dancing, power, power, no evil word, than nothing at all. Because it's very injurious to the believer. A preacher of the gospel was learning to balance it in teaching the word, flowing with the spirit. 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 A teacher of the gospel, a pastor, or a preacher must learn to balance it. Such that, yes, he's teaching the word, but yet there is still a demonstration of the things of the spirit because the needs of the people have to be ministered to. So that you come to church, you know, no matter what it is, I believe God that it will be addressed in the service. But not that you go to a service and you just say, 
You just go, you just... I remember that there's a sister that went for one church service one day. She, she then we were in Indiana. She came from Minnesota to Indiana. Then she went for one church service. I think they invited her or something. We now ask her, how was the service? They say, the same way I went is the same way I came. Nothing changed. <laughs> you know, that will not be our portion. That you came the same way, you went back the same way. Especially tonight. Hallelujah. So that you are, by the time you are leaving this door tonight, that you know that, oh wow, something is happening. I have a wisdom. I have directions. Oh, something is set up. Oh, there's a way out. Oh, I'm healed. Oh, you know, that's a service. Hallelujah. That's a service. I prefer wildfire than no fire at all. I prefer extremes than trying to package it. Hallelujah. I, I'm telling you, because it's very injurious to the believer. Even Jesus did not teach without the Holy Ghost. He, did not, he didn't even do the ministry without the Holy Ghost. You will see Jesus night, day, preaching, healing the sick, doing the works of Jesus. At 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Hallelujah. That's a service. So in Acts 2, it says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one accord in one place. So they had their issues. They had their problems. But they buried it aside because it is time for God to have his way. Hallelujah. It's time for God to have his way. Then he says in verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound of a rushing mighty wind and a filled the house where they were sitting. And it appeared unto them, clothing tongues like as of fire. And he sat upon each of them. In houses, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That means when we come together in one accord, there is a lot that can happen in our midst. That's why in 1 Corinthians, what happened in Corinth? They came together and they were divided because they came to show their wealth. They came to show... They were, they were in that meetings, they were in church for division. Different things. In fact, in that same church, when you want to share Holy Communion, somebody will just take the bread and the drink and run away. Imagine the church. So, they were in church for different reasons. So, when you come together, our coming together, don't forget where we're coming from in Hebrews 10 verse 25. It says it's to provoke one another, right? To stimulate. So that means I am not a useless believer. Say I'm not a useless believer. You're not sounding like you mean it. So that means my presence in church is actually a blessing to someone. How many of you know that? How many of you have been to service before where it seemed like you did not see a particular brother or you did not see a particular and you are not and you are not just happy? How many of you have been to service that I remember when I was much younger? If I did not see Sodi in service, ah, I will go home. <laughs> I just feel like Sodi is not complete. I don't even know what I'm talking about. That you don't see a particular because it's to show, and it's not as if not it's not as if the person is going to necessarily bless you. It's just that oh, we are already a family. We came together for one purpose. That means my sitting in service tonight is actually a blessing to somebody. Go back to that Hebrew stand. Verse 25, let me show you again. Are you following me this evening? I'm sorry, I might be quite fast here yeah, because 
That's actually how I minister when I'm talking, when I'm in this kind of atmosphere. For those that are not used to it. Look at it in 1 Corinthians 5, 10 verse 25. But I'll just implore you to listen. It says, not forsaking the assembly of the brethren. Or, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. As the manner of some is. So that means some, the manner of some is just to forsake one another. It says, but exhorting one another, even so much as you see the day approaching. Verse 24, it says, let us consider one another and provoke unto love and good works. So that means, as I'm seated here, my responsibility will be to provoke somebody, to stimulate somebody. So that means, you and I can readily see what happened in the book of Acts. What happened on the day of Pentecost? Could we say that they are coming together? They already knew it was to stir up one another. So that means when Peter saw John, maybe when John saw James, maybe when James saw Philip, maybe when Philip saw Thomas, they were stirred up. Oh, brother, let's just hold hands. Let's just pray. Right? And they were stirred up and had a great time of the Holy Ghost. Personally, I hate it when there is division somewhere. I hate it when I have a meeting. And it seems as though you can't... You, how many of you have talked to people and it seems like just their facial countenance, they can't receive from you. They're just... The, the facial countenance is just like a block. It's just like a blockage. And you just feel like you're trying to have a communication. You're trying to have... That means we are not in one accord. We can't be blessed. How many of you know when you are fighting with somebody... Many a times, what the main issue is just that both of you are not just seeing each other's point. How many of you know? It's basically this is my own point, this is your point. And but do you know that what will now bring unity is there will be a conflict, there will be a resolution. Both of you will have to meet together at a point and there will be peace. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That is exactly how it is with the things of the spirit. So that means I can be in church. And I can stifle the, the, the things of the Spirit in the church. I can stifle how the Holy Ghost wants to move in the assembly. Because maybe my mind is just in a skeptic way. Maybe I came to service and I'm just skeptical and I'm just like, can there be a flow of the Spirit today? Can there even be, can I be healed? Or there are distractions on your mind. What's distraction? Distraction can just be that you are just angry that this, this, this speaker is here. And that becomes your border. You're just thinking about it. Why, why, why is this speaker here? And it becomes the problem. You know, last week we talked about Usher. That'd be two weeks ago. We said some people is Usher, they will just meet in the front. And that's how the division has happened. And throughout the entire worship meeting, they are angry. I've seen meetings where people walked out from a meeting because the usher offended them. And maybe they just entered and they just stayed for the praise and worship. And that same wind, just go. Just go. <laughs> and they just picked their bag and they left. You know, I believe, I, I, so honestly, I honestly believe there's something in that service for them that the devil want them to miss. Many a times, when we come to church, and let me tell you, even for me as a preacher, because it's not all the time, oh, you see, some people forget that preachers are also human. It's not all the time that, oh, you are happy. You are sad. You are, it's not the times you are happy. You are all popped up and all of those things. But many times I just feel like, ah, when I feel that way, I just feel, oh, yeah. It means there's something God wants to do in this service that the devil is trying to create a distraction in my mind. So I switch my mind immediately. 
I switch my thoughts with my words. And I start speaking. I say, well, today is going to be a great service. I'm going to minister with precision and accuracy. The lives of men are going to be blessed. I'm going to bless lives so much that men will see the glory of God so much. I'll just be speaking. And my mood will change immediately. You know, many times when you come to service and that thing, that devilish thing just happens. Because some people don't know that sometimes devil actually wants to cause distraction in the midst of the meeting. So like saying, oh, maybe the mic is not working. And you are just angry. And you're wondering, is it my own mic? And I tell people to curb all of those distractions. Just be a worker in church. <laughs> you will not be angry. Imagine you are the one that cleaned the church and somebody slid and fall. You know, you can't be angry. It is you that did not clean the church that will be angry. The pastor can't be angry. Because the pastor will be wondering, ah, the choirs can't be angry. Maybe because it is their time that they are singing that somebody fell down. They will say, hey, what a distraction. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I just say the best way to flow with the spirit, just be a worker in church. It will really bless you and take a lot of distraction and help you minister proper and help you receive the best in a church. Now, what can hinder or what can stifle the midst of the spirit? Strife. Division. And let me tell you, many of us don't know what strife is. Strife can be in our heart. Strife doesn't have to be that. We speak, we speak. You know, me and you can be talking and we are very good, but yet we are, I'm in strife. That means I have something I'm not saying to you or something I'm just keeping together. And let me tell you, the place where that thing always comes to play the most is actually in church. The full game, let me tell you, it won't come when you are at work. It won't come at home, but it will come in church. I mean, if I will observe that thing, even somebody you are angry with outside, that thought of the person will come in church is actually a distraction. So we do not, that means we are not coming in one accord. Then you'll be wondering, I, see, I, I, I want to teach something that maybe as the years progress, I will. I want to teach something. Why, is, why does it seem as though people's lives are not changed? Maybe three to four, five, six months they are in a church. I tell them, I say, because you probably did not come right. I say, somebody is in that same true who also God blessed. I tell people, I say, sometimes too, familiarity can be a problem. Because, hmm, I tell people, I've been, I've been a preacher for a while. I say, why does it seem like, especially a special meeting, now we are approaching camp meeting and we are preparing. Why does it seem like it's an outsider? I've seen this thing over the years. And that's why I keep teaching this so that it doesn't happen. It seems like an outsider. Somebody that doesn't even know the church, that just saw the flyer and just say, ah, I will come. That seem to have greater testimonies than the church members. Then you'll be wondering what happened. The person didn't know. The person did not know who the pastor is. The person did not know whether his hair is bushy. The person did not know. <laughs> don't even say that. The person did not know what happened or what, whatever. Basically, nobody has offended the person. The person just came with a pure mind to receive. But you, who you have been coming every week, you already have, you already, you already look at that sister and say, that sister is just too thin. That sister is just too fat. That brother is just too, the way he prays the tongues, is just to annoy me. You know, and you are wondering why you are not blessed. Those are the little things. Because there was a salient detail in that book of Acts that we must pay attention to. It says they were in one accord in one place. You know, we studied some three, four weeks ago, we said there is a place. They were in one accord. You should pick that message and listen. It will bless you. It's on our SoundCloud. There is a place. It will really bless you. We explained how God is a God of places and all of those things. Now, so that means when we come together, we can be in one accord, right? You know what I'm doing with us? I'm switching our minds for the very essence of why we had today's meeting. So that means 
I can say today, I am not distracted. How about saying it? You're not, you're, you are not responding. Say, I'm not distracted in this service. See, the best way to flow with the Spirit of God is your words. The first entrance point is your words. If you want to receive the best of a meeting, speak words. Just start talking and say, this service is going to be, I'm going to be blessed. The pastor will minister to me. I will receive and thank God. See, you have a pastor that flows with the Holy Ghost. That's one joy you should have. Just say, you know, the woman with the issue of blood, what did she say? The Bible says, for she said, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole." So what did she say? You know, somebody will say, what's so special about the hem of Jesus' clothes? People were thronging that clothes too, and they did not get healed. But what she said got her healed. How you get to what I'm saying? She said it. She said it. The centurion servant in Matthew 8, he said, he said, just speak your word. I know that if you speak your word, I'm a man under authority. He says, I say to one, go, and I say to another, come, and he goes. He says, but you, I know if you speak your word, it will happen. And Jesus said, oh, wow, I've not found such a great faith in Israel. And the Bible says, and Jesus said, go, be made whole. He says, at that very instant, kilometers away, that centurion servant was healed, just at the entrance of words. So now, listen, that means as we are in this meeting this evening, you must learn to value words. Words are like what I'm teaching now. That means when you come to church service, you must pay attention to what the pastor is saying. You must pay attention to how the pastor... And see, learn to watch how your pastor flows with the Holy Ghost. Learn to watch how the pastor ministers. Let me tell you, if I was in your shoe, there's so many things I would observe. I'll just observe, oh, why is pastor speaking this way? How does it seem like some service is this way, some service is this way? I'll just be observing those things and be praying. Because I know that might be the way I'll be blessed. Because many times you just need to know who God has sent to work with you. Or who God has sent to bless you. Many times you just need to know it. Because if you have a clear understanding, it will, work, it will, it will really help you. So that means... As I'm speaking, or as people will speak to you, or as everything, we pay attention to words. We pay attention to what God is saying in the meeting. Hope you know, when we are teaching God's word, that's God talking to us. Hope you know, when we are praying, we are ministering to God, we are worshiping God. Hope you know that one of the, I tell people, the best way to minister to people is through words. I tell them, I say, laying on events is one of the most, it's like, it's like, it's a very good way. I do it. I minister. I lay hands. But it seems like it's one of the, charismatics we call it, one of the lowest way of communicating things. Because in Marxist, it says, Jesus could, not, Jesus could not do so many miracles in his hometown. Save a few sick that he laid hands on. It seemed like because they couldn't receive him, that ass was now the lowest medium he could come to their level on. I tell people, I say, if you just learn to listen and receive words properly, that's why we have prophecies. We have all, if you learn to receive words properly, you would be blessed. You will actually be. Honestly, you will. Because words are life. The words of God are life to us. The words of God are eternity to us. Because as far as we are teaching the word of God, right from the scriptures, we are, we are explaining the scriptures, posters, context, looking at it intently, we can see the readiness of God's word ready to bless us in this word. So that means I can pay attention to words. Say I can pay attention to words. No, you're not saying it like you mean it. See, say it like somebody that wants to be blessed. 
Because remember, when we studied how faith confession works, we said, your heart and your, heart, your mouth has to agree. That means I must believe what I'm saying. I must believe what I'm saying. I can pay attention to words. You know, we said something. We said, no useless believer is in this service this evening, right? We said, nobody is useless. That means when we come together, my, my very presence is enough to bless somebody. Because it says, when we come together, our gadget is to stimulate, is to provoke one another to good works, right? To everything. So that means the fact that I am here this evening is a blessing to somebody. And I can be blessed. You know, so that means when we come together, we said the gifts of the Spirit can work in our midst. Yeah, it can. Look at in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 26. This was a church. And Paul was telling them, I hope I'm not too fast. If I'm too fast, bear with me. Hallelujah. Amen. 1 Corinthians 14, 26. 1 Corinthians 14, 26. We're going to have a great time. Mighty move of the Spirit tonight. We're going to trust God so that everyone will live tonight's service not the same way they came. They will live tonight's service edified. They will live tonight's service blessed. Wisdom. You know, tonight we can receive wisdom. You know, we can receive directions. We can receive we can receive illuminations for our life. That means we can say, oh, wow, I've been in a wrong... Oh, you know, look at what happened with Saul of Tarsus. He was just going, breathing threats to, on his way to Damascus. He had an encounter. You know, tonight can be such a night. You could just be going on your own direction. And you are in service tonight. And that encounter changes the tone of your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2019. I will never forget. December 25, 2019. How somewhere praying, praying and praying, praying. And I was minister to. And immediately I heard a voice. Pack your bag. Go to Rochester. Go to New York. Not Rochester. Just say, go to New York. And that's why I'm here. He upturned the fire. That thing upturned the, the, the genesis of my life. I have never imagined I would be in New York. Never. I believe I was going to die in Indianapolis, start a church, build things there. Just I have never imagined I would be in New York today. But there was just an encounter. Just pack your bag. Go to New York. I heard it clear like the voice of, like, like a washing mighty wind. Such that it was so spectacular. Such that a friend close to me, who doesn't even know, who has never been to the United States before, heard the same thing and said, I just heard something for you. It says, go to New York. Ah, how did you hear it? I said, that's what I heard. And, that, and that's why I'm here tonight blessing you. You know, you can receive things like that in today's meeting. Such that you can hear something that just upon the whole course of your life in a positive direction. Hallelujah. You know, we are in for a great time. How about we say it? I'm here for a great time. You're not saying like someone that is. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26. He says, I see them, brethren, when ye come together, every one of you hath a psalm. What is a psalm? No, look at what it says. It says, every one of you. Can we say in today's gathering, every one of us hath a psalm? Can we say that in today's service, I have a psalm. Now, what is a psalm? A psalm is a song of the spirit. That is, I can sing in tongues and I can bless. Look at why he says this in verse 14. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. He says, I, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. In verse 15, he now says, What is it then? I will pray in the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. He now says, I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. So that means when I come together, 
I can have a psalm. I can have a psalm. You know, a psalm can be, we can tell the choirs now and say, sing something for us. Just sing something for us. And just via their singing. How many of you have listened to a song before and you just stumbled on the song and that song just seemed to minister to your case? How many of you? How many of you have been in that situation? Or you came to a church and that song was just like it's for you. Oh boy. And that's, that's what we call a psalm. A song or a spur of the moment. You know we can do it. We can just say, oh, I have a psalm. You know, look at that. It says we have a psalm. We have a doctrine. What's a doctrine? Doctrine is the Greek word, the daskalia, that is a teaching. And it can also be, I see, I tell people, I say, if you just learn to listen, probably, in a doctrine or in a teaching, things can be ministered to you from it. It says, have a tongue. How many of us has a tongue? Do we have a tongue? How many, how about we speak in tongues? Oh, you guys are not speaking like believers. How about we speak with tongues? No. Somebody will say, how do I speak in tongues? Maybe there's somebody who can't speak in tongues in our midst. So we'll say, how do I speak in tongues? It's as easy as your name. As easy as breathing. As easy as talking. Why? Because you are born again. I tell people, I say, you just open your mouth and speak. You just don't speak a language that you understand. You speak in a language you don't understand. That's tongues. You don't need a special tarrying. You are not the disciples who they gave an instruction for to tarry Jerusalem. <laughs> they say you want to take a flight and go to Jerusalem before you speak with tongues. Hallelujah. So that means I can speak with tongues here in Rochester. Hallelujah. Amen. So you just open your mouth and speak. How about we do that this evening? No, you are not speaking. You are not, you are, you are not, you are not talking. How about you lift your voice? You just speak in tongues. Mando, Zephre, Kaske. Pray in tongues. Lift your voice. Just talk in tongues. Talk in tongues. Talk in tongues. Talk in tongues. Hallelujah. Tongues is the making of our ministry. I tell you. Don G. Lake said tongues is the making of our ministry. I tell believers. If you learn to talk in tongues long enough, you will see, you will see things. You will see situations change. Ah, the reason why you stayed in that problem so much is because you're not talking in tongues. You should just close your door. Hours. There are times I just do it. I don't want to talk to anybody. Probably I just don't want to talk to anybody that day. I just talk in tongues. Hours. 10, 12, 14, 15 hours. Just talking in tongues. Just talking in tongues. Just talking in tongues. You will see mysteries. You will see things. Things will be clear to you. You know, you are just going through a confusion. I just tell you, close your door. Talk in tongues. Stay there in hours. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours. Just talking in tongues. Talking in tongues. In talking in tongues, many a times, about to just call someone. Hey, I know this going on with you. I just saw it. So I say, how, how did you know? <laughs> You're asking a preacher how he knows. What a question. What a question. <laughs> what a question. You know, talking in tongues a lot. Talking tongues a lot. Talking tongues a lot. Talking tongues a lot. See, he says there is such a thing as talking in tongues. First Corinthians 14, 18. Look at what Paul said in that verse 18. He says, I thank my God. I speak in order, I speak with tongues more than you all. What a boast. Ha! What a you don't understand. It's like Paul was writing to the entire New York. Corinth is like the hub. 
of its day. Like the hub, Corinth is like a commercial center, like a very big city in his day. So it's like Paul is writing to the entire New York, all the churches in New York and say, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than all of you in this entire New York. Wow. Then you wonder, somebody who was never with Jesus, who wasn't Jesus' disciple, could write that much, could write those many books, to have those greater exploits. So that they say, hey, promise and handkerchief was taken from his body to the sick. Then you wonder, how can he do it? He just gave us a secret here. I thank my God. I talk in tongues more than you all. Look at what it says in verse 39. Verse 39, verse 39, 1 Corinthians 14, 39. Wherefore, brethren, convert to prophesy. It says not, forbid not to speak with tongues. It's a lie to say you don't want to speak with tongues. You are a believer. You are born again. Don't forbid it. Don't forbid it. You can talk in tongues and talk in tongues. You are driving, you are talking in tongues. You are on the air, you are talking in tongues. You are cooking, you are talking in tongues. You are in the toilet, you are talking in tongues. You are bathing, you are talking in tongues. You are at work, you are talking in tongues. I remember there was a time I, was, I picked up a job, a night job. And all I do throughout the night job is just to go and pray. Because I know that the job, they just apportion what you would do throughout that night. And I will just be alone. Just talking in tongues as I walk. Talking in tongues. Talking in tongues. If for me, I didn't see it as work. I saw it as another prayer time. Imagine being prayed, just praying and making money. Hallelujah. I just see it. I just go overnight. Just talking in tongues. I remember when the pandemic came. Some people would say, oh, I'm anxious. I'm depressed. I never felt it one bit. Why? Because ah, it was a time for more prayer for me. I spent my days during the pandemic Praying in tongues. That is actually why I'm here today. Praying in tongues. The pandemic, I just saw, in fact, I didn't pick up a job. Because I traveled, I, I left the country, 2019 into 2020. When the, as I came into the country, the pandemic happened. So I couldn't even get a job. I just said, well, <laughs> I know what to do. Time for retreats. Time for prayers. I just prayed. Praying, praying, talking in tongues, day, night, talking in tongues. Yeah, was I doing other frivolities? Yes, that's when I even watched out to get away with mother. Finish the entire series. <laughs> Finish the entire series. But I talked in tongues. Hallelujah. I talked. That is exactly why I'm here. I talked in tongues. I prayed things through. I, I, I so prayed my 10 years out. I didn't feel, I was even sad when they wanted to lift up the, I mean, not in the, I was, I was not happy that the pandemic was out because it was affecting church. I mean, me, I didn't do Zoom service for long. Oh, I couldn't cope. I don't like online things. Just sitting down on Zoom, talking to believers, and they're using you to fry pepper, you know, and they're using you to, you know, the one that paid me the most was, I was having a Zoom service in my house. My own sister that was in the Zoom service was cooking. What they were. Was cooking and just walking about the house. So I was wondering. I kept hearing noises. And me, I was teaching. And I expected that as I was teaching, people would be taking notes. But brethren, where ah, so I said, brethren, after like three, four weeks, let's return back. <laughs> let's return back. Since they said 25 can gather. <laughs> so we splitted it. Okay, you will come. <laughs> that was supernatural conversation that started there. <laughs> so we, we gathered. And that's how we did it. I did it. I did this for like three, four weeks. And I returned back. We just kept meeting underneath, you know. And we had a great time. Hallelujah. 
But we, you know, there's just something that's talking in tongues. If you claim to talk in tongues enough, you can't be confused. I tell you, I tell you, I, I'll tell you from experience, you can't be. You, you just can't be. How does, the, how does the confusion want to happen? Because it's like you are taking that your problem, taking it to God. It says, it says in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 2, it says, when we talk in tongues, look at what it says. For he that speaketh in tongue, he speaketh in no tongue, speaketh not unto man, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. So that means when I'm speaking with tongues, I speak mysteries. Uh, that means I can get my answers back. That's why when I talk in tongues, see, as a preacher, or as a leader, or as a cell leader, you must learn to talk in tongues a lot because the lives of men are in your hands. Uh, you, you just, some people, sometimes some people tell me, say, Pastor, uh, I'm going through this, this and that, and I don't have an immediate answer. I'll just tell them I'll get back to you. That's the, that's, that, that's, that's, the, that's the next thing I just say. I'll just say, let's talk about it later. I'll get back to you. Because I know when I talk in tongues, I will communicate with the Father of Spirits who will give me wisdom as touching what to do. Then maybe after a while, maybe when I'm done, maybe one day I'll just call the person, I'll just say, well, this is what I just think. And the person will say, oh, I never saw it that way. I'll say, well, just go and do it that way now. Because there is wisdom. There is direction. There is illumination when we talk in tongues. Don't jeopardize talking in tongues. Talk in tongues as you drive. Talk in tongues even as you are pressing your phone. Talk in tongues as you are as you are as you are walking. Talk in tongues. Take prayer strolls. Just walk. There are times there are things I do, even just within this New York. I just there's, there's virtually nowhere I have not been in this whole of Oriental just walking and talking in tongues. Just walking. I've had to trek. When we were doing mission, it's possible. We're in Corning, New York. I had to trek three, four hours, five cities away, almost outside New York, just talking in tongues and back. Going to the bush, days, nights, just in tongues. Because when you talk in tongues enough, you, it seems like you are on the edge. It seems like you know what to do. It just seems like there's just that... There's just that, um, there's just that skiting. It seems like nothing can just pass you by. I tell people, I say, see, there's really nothing you want to say. There's really nothing you want to do that will slip my mind, except God doesn't want me to know it. Because as soon as I talk in tongues, it will come to me. It will come. I, it will. It, it will come. I tell people, I say, don't lie to me, I will catch you. I said, I just close my mind. I said, because if I don't in tongues, that conversation will replay back. That conversation will replay back again. And the go will point a light to it and say, ah, that's, that's something is off there. I've had to call someone one day. He used to talk to me and I say, ah, I called the person and I said, ah, what you just said, you, we had the cover, what you said, it doesn't seem like it's aligning. He said, well, let me be honest. Yeah, it's, it's just this way. I said, so why did you not tell me then? So you think you can really fool me like that? You see, you learn to talk in tongues enough. You learn to talk in. Paul just gave us a secret. He said, I thank my God. I speak in tongues more than you all. That means when I start out in the supernatural, I can always take wisdom in the spirit. That's why, just like in this service this evening, what did we do? We prayed in the spirit, right? We just prayed in the spirit. You know why we did that? So that we can be edified, so that we can receive things, so that your mind can be calm, to be receptive to the word of God tonight. And see, in, verse, in that verse 26, it says, He had a tongue, had a revelation. Hmm. He said, had a revelation. What is the revelation? Something shows. Something appears to you. So you just hear something. You just see. And a believer can. 
Don't forget, if you can talk in tongues a lot, things like that will happen. It will happen frequently. I mean frequently. Frequently. I mean frequently. I've seen the Lord Jesus. I'll say this. I've seen the Lord Jesus to come to me twice in a revelation. Sometimes when I'm discouraged, something's happening to my ministry. This or that. I just I don't get moved. People are saying names. In fact, I, I don't even like it when people don't speak bad about me because it makes the it makes the, it makes what God called me to do sweeter. You know, I like it. I really like it. I like. I, sometimes I intentionally. I, I, I tell some of you that work with us, I say, ah, why is it that nobody, we have not heard any bad thing in a while? Ah, let's do something, let's cause something, because bad publicity brings good. <laughs> people, people that say, this, the church is occultic, eh, come, she be, when, they will come and check it themselves. When they call it, they say, they will see the Spirit of God there. I say, okay, it's just like that. So, so when, when things like that happen, I'm discovered, I just remember. There was a time Jesus walked up to me in a vision and told me certain things about my ministry. And that thing never leaves me. You know, a revelation happens. It never leaves me. It never leaves me. I just remember it. I just, I'll just be encouraged. If I, it makes me pray more, I'll just say, ah, <laughs> you told me years ago that this so, 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 and so will happen. This so, 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 and so will happen. You told me I'm confident at what you said. You know, things like that. Just sometimes, especially when I'm in New York. I remember when I came to New York, I came to New York with... No house, nothing. I mean, no, no job, no house, no money. I've used all my money for business interest because I was not thinking well. I thought, go out thought I was to, I, was, I thought I was coming to New York in June. I didn't know that God had other plans for me because as I was praying, as I was praying, the Lord said, "Pack your bag, go immediately in January." Ah, my flight was actually to June. I was to come to Rochester June one last year, not January. Ah. I had already planned how I would get some money back, project myself, plan myself, but it came as an emergency. As I got to the airport, I just knew. I just remember, I was so discouraged, nothing. I didn't know where to go. I've never been to this city, just came to spy, but I didn't know my way around. I've never been here. I just, what do I do? But I remember, you said to me, December 25, 2019, that I should pack my bag and come here. And you told me you will work with me. You told me you, you told me you will help me. Ha, and is he not helping me? That's why you are seated here tonight. Because he's helping me. Hallelujah. That's why people are listening to our sermons today. Because he's helping me. Hallelujah. Because sometimes when I just read this guy, I just remember a revelation. The things that were shown to me. Things that were seen. And you can have it too. You can. Those things are not. Some people say, oh, it's because he's a pastor. And I keep telling them, no, 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 no. I saw it before I was even ordained. I saw, I saw the Lord Jesus before I was ordained as a minister of the gospel. Hallelujah. I saw it because it is not, it's not, it's not just that, oh, oh, it's just a pastor. No. In today's meeting, you can. Because it's a place of encounter. It's a place where you can just, oh, open your hearts up to a vision. Open your heart up to a revelation. And in the revelation, there are words of knowledge. What is, what, what is a word of knowledge? A word of knowledge is words, facts, containing details and figures or informations about the things of the past and the present. About the things of the past and the present. About the things of the past and the present. A typical example would be at nine. Go to a street, cross a, a street. You for behold, you will see a man, Saul of Tarsus, for he prayed. You know, so that means if he had a zip code, they will have given him to. Some will say, Oh, those things are demonic. When you say you call somebody's name, 
to call somebody's phone number. No, it's not demonic. Mm -mm, it's not. The Spirit of God can show it to you. It's a revelation. It's a re you can see it. It's a revelation. What is a word of wisdom? A word of wisdom is information, details, facts concerning things about the future. It's always futuristic. That's what people call prophecy, but it's actually a word of wisdom. That thing that people say, prophecy time, mm -mm, is actually a word of wisdom. It's like telling them a detail about, it's word of knowledge and word of wisdom. You're telling them a detail about the present and telling them a details about the future. Are you getting one of this word of wisdom, one of, not prophecy? Prophecy is a different thing entirely. Hallelujah. Prophecy is tongues plus interpretation. That's prophecy. Not what, not, not what they call prophecy. No, no, no. Those is a prophecy time. Mm -mm. That's actually word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, those facts, those details can be revealed to you as a believer. It's not for special people. And I tell people, I say, hmm, people that went to a soothsayer, that went to an herbalist or a voodoo priest, they knew what they were doing. They knew they wanted to go and be deceived. No believer encounters things like that and doesn't know what he went into. Because your spirit will bear you witness that this is wrong. When you see something that is wrong, even on online, even if they say it's prophecy time, somewhere in your spirit, you just know something is off about this. Because you are a believer, you know the right thing. You know it. You know it. People who have been brainwashed, who have been deceived, I don't blame them. They knew what they were going to do. They knew that what they knew what they were about to be doubled, what they were about to double into. They knew it. They knew it. Oh, they knew it. Because a believer can actually, and that's why they don't teach you this. A believer can actually, so that they, so that they will be worshipped. You know, but, but you can also flow in that same gate. Look at it. All those that did it in the book of Acts, they were just disciples. Look at Ananias in that, uh, in that art nine. They called him a certain disciple. A certain disciple. The emphasis was so much on that certain disciple because they wanted you to see he was an ordinary church member. So it's to show you that a believer can function with the gifts of the Spirit. You know, how about you say it, I can function with the gifts of the Spirit. You know, you, you are not saying like you mean it. Say, I can function with word of wisdom. I can function with word of knowledge. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Who is Samuel? A name you don't, I'm saying, I, I, I call that name because it's a name that we don't, we probably don't know. Samuel, you, or you know a Samuel in your family. I want to minister to you. Samuel, you, you see that you, you, you bear that name as a middle name, or you bear that name, or someone in your family bears that name. I just hear the name Samuel. Who is the person? That's, what I'm doing now is a word of knowledge. I'm doing, I'm doing teaching practice. What I'm doing now is a word of knowledge. Samuel, who, who has that name? Samuel, don't be shy. Oh, man, I'll move on to the next thing. <laughs> it's not me that wants to be. <laughs> it's not. Samuel, who, who has that name? You, you probably have the name or someone in your family has the name. You know, so, something like this. Sometimes in word of knowledge like this, people used to forget. <laughs> used to forget. Hey, God, okay. He's just always... <laughs> He's just always... I, 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 I see a name, Samuel. You know someone, you know, you know, you know, um, okay, yeah, now, now I have a clearer detail. Mm. It's actually not a family member. And, and see, now this is practice. I'm doing practice for you. And because you can be better with this. Because as you flow more, you can actually be better. 
Now, this Samuel is not a family member, but it's something that has troubled your heart. A, someone or a friend who has troubled your heart. Who is the person? Uh, two people? Okay. Very. Oh, okay. Come. I'll, I'll minister to you. And in ministering to you, what will happen? I want to be specific about what will happen. You will, as I lay hands on you, you will hear a voice of the Spirit of God as touching the direction. I don't want to give you. I want you to open up to revelation. We are, we are doing teaching practice in today's meeting. And what, what will happen is when you stand up, I will ask you, what did you hear? Did you hear something that the Spirit of God tell you? Because we can actually flow with the things of the Spirit intelligently. I don't want to be the one who will tell you, oh, go in this direction. Go in this direction. Go in this direction. I don't. You will just hear a word or something by the Spirit of God. You will just hear something by the Spirit of God as touching that issue that has bothered your heart about it. And the Spirit of God will speak. That's a revelation. Hallelujah. You know, it will, it will, it will come on you straight up. Yep. Uh, yep. It will come. It will come. It will come on you strong. You know, so now come back. Everybody come back. Don't be distracted. We, we, are, we are actually doing teaching practice. Don't be distracted. I'm teaching you how to flow with the things of the Spirit. What I just did now, you can do it. I'm teaching you how to flow with the things of the Spirit. Now, we can say, okay, let me, let me be specific. I want to say a detail about a past of someone. I'm not going to go back. Mm -mm. It's when I was much younger, I would have... I would just go raw. I would just say, well, yes, yesterday you, you stole somebody's meat. <laughs> I will know. I will, I will expose you. Because I've, that's why you, a believer has to know how to, that's why the word of God must be very prominent on the person's life to know that it, it is not for destruction. I'm not, wait, so now, did you hear something? You, you heard something. Good. That's, that's exactly what I want to, that's, that's a revelation. You hear the voice. Just like what happened with Paul or Saul of Tarsus, he says he saw a great light and he heard something. So that's, that's exactly what I wanted to happen. I could have just gone and said, oh, this is what God will have you do about the case. Mm -mm. I wanted that revelation. You to pick something. As I lay down, you pick something and hear it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay. Now, let's do another practice. What I'm doing now is word of wisdom, word of knowledge. We will now, walk, you know, during summer early campaign, we practicalized power gifts. We walked the power of God. We practicalized how to heal. We practicalized, oh, are you sick in that condition? Oh, and we practicalized how to demonstrate the power of God. Now, but in this one, I want us to be specific about the utterance gift and the revelation gift. So that we can see, we can hear. Maybe in camp meeting, I'll teach you again how to, did you hear something? Okay, good. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. So maybe in camp meeting, I'll teach you maybe more steps on how to demonstrate the power of God, especially as touching healing. You know, we did that in somebody in campaign, so that we said, oh, Maybe somebody, maybe, maybe somebody is having cancer in his body now and you lay hands and you don't see result. And we, we, we explain that by the power of God, you can take the cancer off. You know, things like that. And maybe, maybe camp meeting will do it again and we'll look at that. But now, I want us to be specific. I will call a detail out. Now, I want to call a detail of a past, an event. I want to call an event of something that has happened to somebody in the past that you probably have not shared with anybody in church. And... I'm calling that event. Now, my major aim of calling that event is also to teach you, one, I, because you need to know why I'm doing it, and also for the edification of the person. So that means as I call that event, it's not just for show off. I'm not trying to show off to you in this meeting, no. Because in the next couple of minutes, you also do what I'm doing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not trying to show off to you people, no. I'm teaching you by practical. 
how to, that this thing is very easy. Very, very easy. It's not, it's not, um, it's not, it's not, um, it's not, it's not gimmicks. No, 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 it's not gimmicks. It's just so easy, as natural as you are breathing. I've had times where I was just eating, and somebody come here, and I just I see this. I just say, ah, how are you flowing as you are eating? I say, ah, <laughs> it's as normal as you are breathing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so let's, let's go this way. Now, it's easy, it can be easier for me because, okay, I've done it over the years and I, I, I seem to understand how it works. But if you are not, if you seem to not know how to, maybe nothing is coming, you can't miss it in tongues. You can't. You can't miss it. Just talk in tongues, something will show up. But what happens to many people is that they are very scared. They are very bold. They are, they are not, they are not, they are not, um, they are very timid. They just say, ah, I don't want to say it. <laughs> no. Ah, you, can't, you have to be bold. There is no way to be bold than to be bold. You have to be bold. What you saw or what was said to your heart can, is the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. He is the Spirit of God. So now, let me, let me, let me say something. I, I, I see someone, I, I just saw someone now, and it seemed like, Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. So I just saw someone now. It, it, it seemed like uh, you, this is the year. Now, I think I can be specific because you can also be very specific about this because when you are flowing with the things of the Spirit, you can be so able to call a number. You can just see a number and you will just call it out. You can hear a name, a detail, you are called it out. Me, I'm not so keen on back account because I don't care about all this money. So uh, when people start stretching into back account, I'm only scared. I just like simplicity. Uh, you get what I'm saying? Say, uh, you can call somebody's back account and say, ah. uh, <laughs> it's good though, but I'm, sometimes I just feel like the major aim is to edify, not to show off. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm not trying to, I'm not doing word of knowledge because I want to show you that, ha, huh, I can see. Mm. I'm trying to teach you and bless you. Right? You get to one another. That must be on our mind. We said the major aim is that when we come together, let all things be done what? All to edify, not for show off. Are you getting to what I'm saying? Okay. Now, I, I see someone, and actually it's your mom now. This is your mom. And uh, is a bit foggy. So, now we're talking tongues. When, when things like that are foggy, just talking tongues. So somebody just give you time. Mando Zephyr, Siska Lendo, Seske Faladisha, Mon Kisko, No Mondo Vragaska. And I'm seeing the scenario play out now to me in your house. It's like I'm in your house and I'm having I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a conversation. And the conversation is as touching. Hey, what do we the conversation is is with you, but it's like with the family member, and it's and it's like how do we take a step into the next building? And you people are planning, who, who, who is that person? You people, you people were planning like a building, like how to build. And it became like a family meeting, a family conversation. Who is that person? I just saw that. I, I, it's like I entered your family house and I saw it. And it's like, it's a family house. It's a family conversation. This is not you building, but it's like someone in your family is building, but it now became... 
it became a conversation of, okay, well, let's plan it this way. Let's talk about it this way. Let's do this. Who is, who is the person? Oh, it's you? Okay. There's somebody, it's somebody, there's also somebody else. I'm talking about two to three people. This scenario cut across two to three. It's not just, it's not specific to somebody. If you can't remember, uh, I'll say it again. This is the conversation I had. It's like I entered your family house and I saw a conversation as touching a building. Like you were planning to build. You put a plan, like your family or somebody in your family was planning to build something, eventually maybe a house or a, maybe a business building. You put a planning and then you put a having a rally about it. Okay, I know it's, yeah, come, both of you come. I know it's more than one person. Both of you come. I know it was more than one person. So I, I, I'll minister to you. That, did, did, okay, now let me tell you something. Let, let, me, let me explain it to you. I know why God showed me is to make you see that that thing has not yet been built completely, right? Yeah. And so that means, is, is, is it also for you? Okay, come. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> that's how it will come. Because I know that that building, I know why God is showing me is that that building is not complete. But I believe that as I minister to you now, there will be just something that will move it supernaturally. You know, that's why we come to service. They'll just be, you know, why things like this are shown is not for, you know, like I told you, it's not for show of. I'm not trying to show you something so that you say, oh, the pastor can see. No, no, no. I'm trying to, now, and that's why you came, so that I can lay hands on you now. By the Spirit of God, there'll just be an alignment that the thing will just move faster. Are you getting what I'm saying? Does that make sense? So I, I knew it was more than one person. I knew, I knew, and I'll just touch you. No, no, be on your face. It's 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 stronger. It's for you, your parents. Yep. Jesus. Jesus. Yep. Jesus. Jesus. Yep. Yep. In the name of it's it's the delay is gone. Yep. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yep. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah, in the name of Jesus. Yep. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. So, a believer, now let's come back. To, let's, those of you that are not on the floor, if you just, just follow. So, that means we can see things in the Spirit. We can hear things in the Spirit. We can have conversations and have informations of details, accurate details in the Spirit. I'll do one more, so then you will do the rest. Are you, get to, are, you, are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? So that means you can pick things. And I told you, if, it is, if you are struggling, what will you do? Just talk in tongues. That means, so that means I can hold somebody's hands. And by holding somebody's hands, I, as I talk in tongues, I can get it. I can get a detail that God wants to use me to bless the person. Does that make sense? I can. Oh, yes, I can. Let me tell you. See, if one of the easiest ways for me to minister to someone is just, let me even touch you, I will know a detail. It, it, it has happened over the years. Who would, who would like a specimen? Oh, let's be seated. Okay, let me, let's, let's be seated. Let's, let me do it. Let me do it this way. Let me do it. Let me call a case, then I will touch you and I will continue with that case. How about that? Okay. Let me call. So, whoever, whoever the Lord speak now, <laughs> I will just call you, and it will some you how we. 
Elisha. Uh, is it Elisha, Elijah? Um, do you come? Somebody, you know someone in your family? Nobody is steady family. Come, okay. Let's do that. Okay, before that, let, there's something I'm also seeing. Hold on. There's something else I'm seeing. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Who recently lost someone in their family? You, you recently lost someone. I mean this year. You, you lost someone in your family. Uh, someone very, like, someone very close. So, you, I don't know. It's like, I just saw, like, a death. Like, you lost somebody in your family. Who is, who is the person? You recently, okay, come. So, let's do two. All right. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So, you know what will happen? I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, so many a times when I want to flow with things of the spirit like that, I take the mic off. But I'm going to call a detail. I trust God to call a detail that can bless everybody that is not going to be embarrassing to them. Are you getting one? Just so that we can learn. Sometimes, you, oh, those of you that have been in church over the years, I take, when I call people, I just take the mic off and I talk to them. You don't, it's not your business now. It's the person that ought to be blessed. I, the, reason why I'm, the reason why all these things are public is just because I'm, I'm doing examples for you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that you can see how to do it also. Are you getting, you can call names, you can call phone numbers, you can see things. It's unlimited. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now, I don't have a detail for them. But I know that as I touch their hand, something will come with me. It's just, it's just a practice over the years. That as I touch people's hands, when, especially when I'm under the administration of the Holy Ghost, I just know things supernaturally. So that if, I, if I just call a case and I don't know, I'll just, I'll just do like this. And just by doing like this, I didn't, now I didn't know something. Now I didn't know something, but I, I, I can't say it out. Now. I, what I know now, I have to off the mic. <laughs> I have to off the mic. Hallelujah. Amen. God. Amen. Amen. I think we should close. <laughs> I think we should close. Amen. But I don't know if you see why it's good to come to church in one accord. Coming to church for to be blessed, right? Coming to church to be edified. Mm. You know, for all of you in this service, especially because you came for this service, I, I see many of us stepping up higher. Mm, I see all of us stepping up higher. And I say it again. I said it on Saturday to certain people, and I'm saying it again. The difficulty is over. Amen. 
Mm. The difficulty is over. See, it seems as though you've struggled and struggled and struggled, but I, I tell you, the difficulty is over. Amen. Yeah, the difficulty is over. I, I say it again, yeah. The difficulty is over. Amen. So, we, we can be intelligent. Hallelujah. Let's be seated. We, we can be intelligent. We, we, we can be intelligent. We can be intelligent with the things of the Spirit. Very intelligent with it. And you see him? A believer can be very smart with it. Very smart. Such that you know, you know the procession of how things are going. And see, many of us are just timid. It's not as if you don't know things, but you are just timid. You are just timid. See, there is no one who is timid or who is shy or who is not bold that will amount to anything that would, that would do anything. You don't have to take that bold step. See, let me tell you, the Holy Ghost is in you. You are a Christian. You don't need another Holy Ghost. You don't need another spirit. Mm -mm, mm -mm. That, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead in Romans 8, the Bible says he dwells in you. Play for me. It says he dwells in you. You don't need another spirit again. That means you can function effectively with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You know we can. How about we, we so this evening before we leave service, we're just, all of us are just a blessing to one another. All of us are just, you know, as we approach camp meeting, you don't want to miss camp meeting. You don't. We're trusting God for heavy outpourings of the Spirit of God. You know, that every, every life will be changed. Every need will be met. Every, you know, such that as you step in, the power of God is strong in demonstration. The series is called Why we, When We Gather. Are you seeing that things like this can happen when we gather? The power of God meet us. The Spirit of God can speak to us, address our situation. This thing is wow me many a times because I just imagine, wow. So God knows my situation. This, when, 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 when I flow with word of knowledge and word of wisdom many a times, it just shows me more that, wow. That means God is so intentional about our cases. He's so intentional about our lives. And he, can, he really wants to use you to bless others. Joel said, he says, in the last days, he will pour out his spirit upon his sons and daughters. He says, they will prophesy. They will dream dreams. He says, the old men will dream dreams. I don't believe any one of us is too old to be dreaming dreams yet. And I says, but the young ones will see visions. Hallelujah. Amen. That we see visions. Hallelujah. That means we can see things. We can hear things. Things can just come as an impression in our heart. And we can flow with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I see all of us, strong ministers, knowing how to flow with the Holy Ghost. I see us, such that people are saying, how, how do you know? How do you know? You're just going about in your daily activities at work, and you're just probably even, maybe at your workplace, you're just gisting with the person, and you just said something. And say, ah, how did you know? How are you like, well, this and that. And that's what I'm seeing with us. Us getting much better with the things of the Spirit. See, I tell you, it's not for ministers of God. It's for all the believers. Because all believers should actually be ministers. Hallelujah. How about we just be on our feet as we pray in the Holy Ghost? What do we want to do? We want to just stir up ourselves. Let's just talk in tongues. We thought we said tongues builds us. He edifies us. Jude one twenty, my beloved brethren, building up yourselves in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Ghost. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost.
an increase. Lift your voices. Be intentional about it. Listen, let me teach you how to let me teach you how to pray. Let me teach you how to pray on how to stay yourself. That word of word knowledge, word of wisdom, it's on your heart, right? That's what's on your heart. You, you, as it's on your heart, you pray in tongues about it. That means you are stirring it up to war. Paul told Timothy, says, the gifts of God, stir up the gifts of God, which is given to me by the laying on of the hands of the privilege. So you can stir it up. You can, so you, and that nine gifts has been in you since the day you got born again. You just never knew. Some people think that, they, the reason that when they spoke in tongues, something came on them. Nothing came on you. It's a realization of what has happened the very day you got born again. Yep. That's why I tell people the very day you get born, you get somebody born again, tell them to get filled with the Holy Ghost immediately. They can do it immediately. In fact, I've seen people who prophesied immediately and they just received Christ. Hallelujah. So let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's mean what we are doing. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Sefrananda Gaskis. Seskito Modosh. Sebarada Gasko Nemandish. Suse Paladas. Sisketelas. Hallelujah. Let's minister to one another. Let's go. In, let's get into a group of like three. Let's just minister to one another.